This is an AMI podcast. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. audiobook review where we talk all things audiobook on Saturdays if you're listening to the live show of course on AMI audio and of course thanks for listening to the podcast the quote that you just heard is by Maya Angelou and the reason why well one of the reasons why I've picked this quote is because all through March we're featuring quotes by women in literature and uh, really just reflecting the kinds of things that women go through, that we identify with uh, being women or feminine or female. And it's just so empowering to hear from Maya Angelou, who you may or may not know for her beautiful literature, her beautiful poetry, for the strong uh, sense of female that she embraces and brings to the table and uh, we embrace to to help ourselves understand better uh, so much historical so much historical beauty when I listen to Maya Angela when I um, read some of her quotes her poems her her thoughts on paper really just bring me to a place where I think wow you know she captures what she lived through she captures the the atmospheres that she's had to go through. And Nisreen, it's kind of cool to hear what women have been thinking and saying mm-hmm. um, historically till now to do a bit of a comparison, even if you just think within the decades, right, in the 20s yeah. and the 30s and the 40s, what uh, kind of strength women had to show to to make it out, to survive. Yeah, I I love the explanation of that. And I like how, um, and I'm going to go into detail with what's trending, but just hearing everybody else's experience, and you can relate to that as a woman yourself. So that just brings up a whole different inspiration, a whole different powerful story that you can hear from another person's perspective. When you relate to those stories, you um, understand what they're going through and what can happen and what they've been through. It, it's just a whole different meaning to you, yourself and the author uh, themselves as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like we are to feel that we're standing on the shoulders of the women before us, right? And the people who've brought us yeah. to this place now um, and the kinds of freedoms and privileges and rights that are are handed to us, really, quite literally, because um, of the kinds of struggles that women before us went through. Mm-hmm. And that's in speaking in all kinds of contexts, speaking, um, you know, politically, socially, uh, the identity of women, the identity of feminism, and what that can mean for us has been mm-hmm. brought because of all the kinds of things that women have gone through The hardships that they've went through. Yeah, what they fought through. Like, it's it's amazing. And it's amazing hearing those stories. It's it's insane how much they've fought through all these years. It's it's a lot to process. And we continue to do it, of course. You know, everyone alive today and the children of tomorrow. 
we continue to um to to create legacy and mm-hmm. really the reason why we're able to do that is to feel empowered through the women who've gone through it before and who continue to go through it and and help us get there so i mean it's it's so strong it's so powerful this is really not a light subject um but we can embrace it to all its core and shout out to Maya Angelou and everyone else we'll be featuring throughout the month. Nisreen, let's take a look at CELA's homepage. CELALibrary.ca is where you can find these titles under the featured books um, section slash heading. And the three books that are up there still are The Red Palace by June Hurd. This is a historical fiction, a mystery, actually. We went through that a couple of weeks ago. Unprotected by Billy Porter, actor's biography, and I'm hearing it's so good. I haven't picked it up yet, but uh, the the charisma and the messaging, just like all the messaging we we just brought to you, the messaging behind this memoir apparently is very, very valuable. Shout out. And the last one of the feature titles category is The Midnight Hour by Ellie Griffiths, Suspense and Thriller, which we chatted about last week with our friends from CELA. So again, you can visit CELALibrary.ca for those titles and more reads. Nizreen, let's talk about what's trending, girl. Yeah, so International Women's Day has been trending all week. Every year on March 8th, International Women's Day is celebrated to acknowledge the social, economic, political, and cultural achievements of women. And what better way to celebrate than by listening to audiobooks written by incredible female authors. On the audio blog, uh, they rounded up a dozen inspiring books to celebrate some of the top female authors and feminist stories. So I thought I'd go through that a bit. The first one I'd like to acknowledge is A Girl Like That by Tanaz Bethana, What Happened by Hillary Rodham Clinton, Getting Off One Woman's Journey Through Sex and Porn Addiction by Erica Garza, This Will Be My Undoing by Morgan Jerkins. And this book is not only this book not only talks about feminism, but also pop culture, black history, and racism with Morgan Jerkins own experiences to confront the very real challenges of being a black woman today. So uh, I would recommend that. Number five is Milk and Honey by Rupi Carr, Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty, The Darkest Child by Dolores Phillips, The Bell Jar by Sylvia Plath, Lean In by Cheryl Sandberg, and the last one I'll mention is Wild by Cheryl Strayed. These are such powerful and honest audiobooks from all different perspectives. So there's a few more to mention, but you can check them out at the audio blogs website. Like I said, these books, the everything that comes with International Women's Day means so much to me as a person of color, as a person uh, who's a female, as a person with a disability, just there's so many barriers, there's so many things. And as you said, there's so many things that we fought through over the years and still today we're we're fighting through it. So these books have so much meaning, have so much cultural meaning, political meaning, social meaning. There's so much that we can bring out from different perspectives. So very powerful. I would recommend any of these books. So again, the audio blog website you can check out this list 
Amazing. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy to be hearing uh, some of the clout, too, behind the the books that you're reading. You know, they've, they've popped up in different scenarios. Mm-hmm. So they are to be recommended. Absolutely. Thanks, Nazreen. on AMI Audiobook Review here on AMI Audio. Thanks for listening and chatting all things audiobooks with us. Let's press pause or play on a real interesting and unique choice uh, over here. We have Black Milk by Elif Shafak. No. Black Milk by Elif Shafak. So this is a book about postpartum depression. Postpartum depression affects millions of new mothers every year And like most of its victims, Elif never expected to be one of them. But after the birth of her first child in 2006, the internationally best-selling Turkish author remembers how, for the first time in my adult life, words wouldn't speak to me. As her despair finally eased, Shafiq finally sought to resuscitate her writing life by chronicling her own experiences. In her intimate memoir, she reveals how she struggled to overcome her depression and how literature provided the salvation she so desperately needed. An intimate, affecting memoir, her passion for literature isn't contagious and her struggle with postpartum depression and writer's block reinforces how carefully we must all tread. So, going around the table here for pause or play. Nizreen, starting with you, would you pause or play on this lesson? I would play. I feel like um, a lot of women go through postpartum depression, as you said. Uh, I do want to read more, and I'm really interested to hear how she overcame the struggle. Yeah, something um, to really speak candidly about in this subject matter is, I would say, probably so difficult, but she was kind of doing it for herself as well, right? Ryan, coming around to you, pause or play on this title. Hey guys, I also play. I think it's important because not a lot of people talk about this. And I think that having one brave person talk about this uh, might lead to many others. And I think it's a good starting point and jump off point for the discussion to happen. Yeah. Memoirs of late have been uh, so incredibly, just so incredibly deep for me. It's such a deep experience to listen to other people, um, their words, their realities, their truths. And take from it what I will, uh, but just really embrace and be receptive to the experiences that people have been going through and brave enough to be putting down on paper. Uh, It's so influential. It's so impactful. And this topic is something that still has so much stigma surrounding it. And I know, guys, this is like a bit of a rant, but um, I really, you know, want to say that this book, the, the truth behind her experience becoming a mother is just as impactful. It's just as powerful mm-hmm. uh, to to talk about that and her own experiences um, as it is to to write a fictional novel that makes you think, hmm, okay, yeah, this is really thought-provoking. So that being said, I uh, got my piece out of the way. Uh, let's introduce the guest and the voice that you heard just now. We're checking in with an avid audiobook listener, which we love to do here on the show, opening up the space to review, discuss, recommend, browse, conceptualize, and reminisce on audiobooks. We welcome Ryan Huey, who is chatty bookshelf contributor on Kelly & Company, which you can catch Fridays at 3.15 p.m. Eastern time on AMI-audio, uh, along with 
with the whole Kelly and Company show. But Ryan, you talk audiobooks with us so often. So we know you are a huge audiobook worm. But for anyone who might be thinking, who is this guy? Which, by the way, they, they should all know you. I'm just saying you're famous now. But if they don't, can we talk a little bit about your audiobook listening habits? Are you like, what, what, do you feel like you're a pile them on type of person who takes all kinds of recommendations, doesn't matter the genre, the author, the kind of thing, uh, you take it. Are you that type of listener? Thanks for having me, guys. This is so cool. I really, really enjoy audiobooks. I would, you guys are calling it habit. I would say obsession. I really <laughs> do kind of just really give her, and that's no word of a lie. I'm currently reading three titles, which I usually don't do, but I, I really love recommendations. I love the audiobook world, especially on Twitter. There's so many narrators, authors, other book bloggers, other people that just enjoy it. And they come to the table with different experiences and different likes. It's not just for the blind community anymore. Mm. I really enjoy the mainstream of audiobooks and how it's become. And I usually try to read or I guess listen to one per week. I do tend to stick to my usual two or three genres, but I've been branching out a little bit more. It's it's a goal, slow working in progress goal, but it it has been uh, moving a little bit uh, in the in the more positive direction. And so, when you say you try to stick to your two or three genres, how do you choose the books that you're going to read? Like a a book a week is, uh, you know, I spend just as much time trying to pick the book that I'm going to read next. <laughs> The age-old question, and there's so many different things. Uh, number one is probably the narrator. I find myself searching narrators more than authors themselves now. I find Goodreads is a really good help because they'll say, hey, look what's coming out this month. Or they'll send out emails and say, hey, this author's on your to-read shelf. They're releasing a new book in a month. And then you're like, wow, this, this sounds great. I love this author. Let's do this. But there's also, for me, a friend of mine, Brian. He's from Buffalo. He's called Brian's Book Blog. He posts a new and noteworthy section of about anywhere from 10 to 14 audiobooks each Saturday on Twitter. And I probably add six, seven, eight of them to my to-read list uh, every single week. So it's, it's not, not helping my cause, but it's helping me never have to look very far for a suggestion. Yeah, no kidding. It is um, a known thing that your to-read list just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Do you ever go back to the beginning of that read list and and think, oh, wow, I added this book like 10 years ago. Really funny you should ask that. I actually just did that last week. And I think I went through a phase of zombies because there was about 15 zombie books back <laughs> there. And I'm like, eh, maybe I should branch out a little bit more. But uh, there was a couple that I still really enjoyed. And um, there's a ton of uh, young adult on there. I think that overpowers everything, which was surprising to me. But uh, there's even some nonfiction on there that I, that I really um, have been enjoying lately. Do you find that, because you're an Audible user, disclosed, um, do you find that Audible gives you the the kinds of recommendations that you can trust? Like, I, I think of it more as, like, algorithm. Does the algorithm work for you? Um, or is it, like, does Audible do more than just that? It's an interesting question, no doubt. I think that in terms of the recommendations it's giving, it sort of only takes into account, let's say your last listen, your most recent one, or maybe one or two, and that's it. Because if okay. you tend to switch genres, like, hey, I'm going to listen to a science fiction, then I listen to a young adult, I think you kind of confuse the algorithm. It's like, oh, maybe we should put more of these, or no, we should put more of these. But if it's too science fiction, then you get all of the science fiction coming in. I've really right. noticed that. Um, and I've kind of 
don't want to say played tricks, but I've uh, added a ton of different wild genres that I would never in a million years think about buying, but then I like the book. So I added them to my to read list, but then the, the suggestions don't, don't match. So I think it's more exactly. so what you've actually bought and what you've actually completed. Cause I have noticed on the newer audible apps, it says this one's not finished, even though you've listened to the majority of it and you didn't listen to the credits at the end, it, it doesn't mark it as finished. And I think that plays a pivotal role in what it's, actually recommending to you. Wow. Okay. See, this is a deep dive. I've never um, looked so far into the experience of what Audible is recommending to me because like you said, there's so many places we get recommendations even just from somebody telling you, you got to read this, Ryan. I loved it, right? And and Audible is just not where I go for that recommendation, but good to hear. Um, I agree so- totally with you. Uh, Audible is yeah, yeah, yeah. low on the list of where I get my recommendations. Now, can we settle this? Because there's this ongoing debate on Kelly and Company. Do you speed up your books? No, never. Not once have I ever. And I don't know that I will. I think uh, for me, it takes away from the mystique, from the in-person experience, from the performance. Um, I don't know that I could handle it being sped up. But on the other hand, I'm not being a fence sitter here, but if I'm listening to emails, documents, um, you know, a, a textbook, maybe I think I would speed that up because it's, it's more learning. My audiobook adventures are fun. Uh, I, I tend to stick to fictional titles and I, I tend to stick to, you know, let's have some fun. Let's have some jokes. Let's have some action. And, uh, you know, let's go from there. And I really think that the, the tone and the perspective that the narrator brings is very, very important to bringing those words to life. So it's really not a, I got to get through this book because I'm doing one book a week, maybe two books a week. So let's speed it up. You really don't work on a deadline like that. I think I used to because, you know, uh, I was doing quantity over quality. It was like, I need to read 200 books this this year and right. I want to be like the best I can be on my Goodreads challenge. But now I... I much I, I take a different approach. I'm like, let's listen to 50 really good ones and and let's do it the quality way. And you know, if they're 25 hours and I listen to 25 hours, then you know it, it's gonna be it, it's gonna be worth it rather than speeding it up to save four hours or or whatever the case might be. That's honest. That's very honest of you because I've gone through very similar like you know problems let's just call them where I'm like oh no the book club is coming up soon I got to get through this let's just speed it up to 1.75 which is ridiculously fast right um but honestly you can't retain it you can't even experience it necessarily when it's that fast unless you're just so used to taking in information that way um because as soon as it's done it's like finishing an exam you're like oh yeah what did I just read or what did I just study right (laughs) like so I I totally get that but I do speed up my books though because uh one X is is just not um I can't retain that either. Speaks well. <laughs> You're too funny. I know we've we've argued about this for years now. And uh yeah. I know I don't think we'll ever see eye to eye, but I do respect that you're you're able to kind of do that. Uh, because I, I just I can't do it. Um, truth be told, I don't even know where the I'd have to look for probably half an hour where that function is on the Audible app because you I've never even tried even, it. I've never even considered it. I just no. think of it in terms of how quick is my jaws on my computer as opposed to how quick is, you know, Ray Porter reading this book? Oh, uh, Ryan. Okay, I just, listen. I can't do not, it. Not to, tr- not to try to convert you, but I'm just saying it, they do a really good job, especially on Audible, on speeding up. It, you, it's such a slight change, but it can improve the, the performance. It can. 
Because some people just read slower, right? Anyways, this is, this is not going to go. I smell a sales saying. pitch. Just try it. Just try it. Just <laughs> try not to pitch. Okay, so I want to ask you about your recommendations. Because first of all, you're a huge sci-fi fan, right? This is this is like the biggest or one of the biggest genres that you love listening to. And you have a recommendation of an author that you want to like us to tap into. Absolutely. I couldn't pick just one book. And I know that's probably the case with a lot of the listeners out there, probably with, uh, you know, us on, on here too, you know, Hey, what's your favorite book? Oh, do you mean right now? Or do you mean like in two weeks? Because it'll probably change. Um, but one thing that has really stayed consistent with me over the years is Jeremy Robinson. He's an author, he writes science fiction, and it's crazy science fiction. It's like things that are so crazy that you think, Oh, they might just happen. And it's really, really interesting because he's put out so many books over the years. All of them are released in audio on the same day as the print, which is great. He has about four or five different series that are going. But what's really cool is they have this thing called the Robinson verse right now. And there's about 12 books in it and they're all interrelated somehow. So it's, I mean, it, 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 it's a little better if you listen to them in order, but if you started with book five, you would get the, the book five story and it would be over and you'd be, okay, that's great, but you'd appreciate it more if you listen through one through four because there's subtle hints inside of it. All for, of for his reason, books. I just want to say that in sci-fi, I feel like that is really hard to pull off because you're always um, building, right? In series, you're building the, the world. It's really interesting. And you know what? It's, it's, I never really caught on. And I hate to say that because it might look me or make, might make me look really stupid or like I'm not paying attention. But I, I didn't really catch on until I joined a Facebook group and like, hey, did you notice what he said in this chapter about this? And I'm like, oh my goodness, that, that's from this book. And then I started reading more posts and then I went back and listened to a little bit more. And I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is intense. I didn't realize this. And obviously I couldn't see them uh, because of my, I guess we'll say lack of vision, but there's posts of like organizational charts in this group. And it's like, read this book and then jump to this book and you'll get this and then do this. But what's cool is he has a new release coming out in April uh, called The Order. And it's the third last book in this so-called Robinson verse where he's starting to wrap everything up. And by this time next year, it's all going to come to like this crazy ending that I don't even know that it could get any crazier. Um, when the when one, is that coming out? This book is coming out in April. I believe it's April 27th that the, the order is coming out. Um, all of the books in the Robinson verse are narrated by RC Bray, who is, I got to say top three uh, in, in, the, in the whole entire kind of process, right? He's just in the industry. He's just amazing. He's done hundreds and hundreds of books and he just keeps getting better. And he's really grown to be a part of the characters. I, I, there was an interview done with him and he feels like he is the characters in this book and there's some recurring characters. It's, it's really cool. This whole entire um, thing. So if you got some time, I would start devoting it to the, the Robinson verse and to some of the, the offset books, because there's even some really cool ones there too. Uh, the, How the last long one are the just, books themselves? They range. Um, typically, he keeps it to about eight to 10 hours, but there are a few that are a little bit longer. And then there's some one offs that aren't part of the Robinson verse that are, are, are quite long um, when he really gets into it. But uh, he's he's fantastic. And he gives credit where credit is due. His editors do a great job. And uh, there's not really been too many inconsistencies throughout the entire series, which is which is really nice. And there's not a lot of repeating. Uh, it, it's which is you know there's no not too much filler where it's like all oh, these three chapters you could have just removed them and didn't progress the <laughs> plot 
everything just kind of falls into place and really, really gets going with it. Um, it it's, it's just a fantastic, everything by him is fantastic. And uh, then he really picks and chooses his narrators. And the last one that just came out, Mind Bullet, I can't wait for the movie. This movie would be absolutely crazy and probably one of the, the top blockbuster movies of the year if they actually uh, option it to film. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, and I'm really not a super sci-fi or fantasy reader yet. Like I'm, I'm just starting to dip my toes in. And I think that authors who write in this genre really got to get ahead of the audience, right? Because you're always building, there's always room for criti- critique and criticism on, you know, how something was built or laid out or like the systems um, behind everything. And it's, it's just wild because you're saying every chapter is worth it. There's nothing that you can remove. People are creating graphs and visual representations and connections and maps on everything that's going on uh, in these books and tying them all together. That's just brilliant. That's amazing. Ryan, thank you so much um, for not just recommending this, uh, uh, the Robinson verse to us, but to chat audiobooks is so awesome with you. I will chat audiobooks all day long. And just uh, one cool thing, last thing, is uh, that he doesn't do the damsel in distress kind of thing like most science fiction characters uh, and writers do. A lot of his characters, main characters, are strong female leads, which is really cool. And uh, it kind of takes a different approach. Incredible. And full circle on today's uh, episode. So thank you so much for mentioning that. Ryan Hui, join him on the Chatty Bookshelf Fridays on Kelly and Company at 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI-audio. And, of course, we will have him back here on AMI-audio Book Review. For you yourself, thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, happy audiobook listening. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.